don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green. The Golf Show. That's right. Golf is the language spoken here every Sunday on Tee to Green, The Golf Show. Welcome in and happy Easter, everyone. Jay Ritchie alongside Jerry Evans. Thank you so much for joining us and for being a part of our sports weekend. Got a great show for you today and a great story that you're going to hear later in the hour. It all started a little over two years ago on March 14th of 2019. The Loop River in Columbus, Nebraska broke its banks and flooded the nearby city-operated Quail Run Golf Course. A short time later, 11 of the 18 holes on the course were under 9 feet of water and covered with sheets of ice as large as automobiles. Once the water receded, officials discovered the grim reality. Their golf course was buried under 1 million cubic yards of sand and silt. But they never gave up. Columbus City officials and golf course employees went to work completing a cleanup of fallen trees and silt removal by September of that year. Working with FEMA and through the pandemic, the work followed on irrigation repairs, repairing bunkers, and regrassing fairways. And now, over a year later, Quail Run has completed the first phase of the restoration. Contractor Landscapes Unlimited started rebuilding the golf course this week. The plan is to reopen Quail Run in the late summer or early fall. It's an amazing story of grit. It's an amazing story of recovery. And Quail Run General Manager Doug Dunbar joins us on Tee to Green today to talk about it. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. This is America's longest-running network radio golf show. We talk golf. Our website, t2greenradio.com. Check it out. Like us on Facebook. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Evans, teeing it up and talking golf next here on t to green 
Time for your small business report, presented by Dell Small Business. Just because you have an open for business sign on your front door or a website that's finally gone live isn't enough to assure you get customers. The world we live in requires small business people to find a way to get in front of people, show them something valuable, and somehow have them respond to the pitch. So be sure to invest in marketing properly. Look into newspapers, Facebook, Google, and radio to get the word out. And be sure to reward anyone offering referrals. Your sales will benefit if you start building hype and loyalty from day one. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. What do you get when you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get someone who understands there's an art to listening. Uh-huh. Sure. Who's able to hear more than what's being said and can provide tailored mm-hmm. small business solutions that make you feel okay. truly heard. I understand. Let's get started. For advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and solutions powered by Intel vPro platform, Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from 1999. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus, extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Oh, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates national average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Top source for golf news and entertainment on the radio, online, and on your smartphone. It's T. Green. It's the Golf Show. Welcome in, Jay Ritchie, Jerry Evans, Scott Cuddy, and Master Control. And happy Easter, everyone, too. Yes, I'd like to send out my happy Easter sentiments to everybody as well and hope that uh, you're having a great weekend and, and, a, and a wonderful, blessed, uh, happy Easter day. A lot going on this weekend besides Easter. A lot, yeah. a lot happening in the world, a lot happening in the sports world. Did you happen to catch that basketball game last night? Was there a basketball game last night? Gonzaga and UCLA. I think I saw something about that, yeah. My, <laughs> my goodness. You know, I, I, 
I haven't really. I, I used to be a huge basketball fan. Same here. Both pro basketball. I called Division One college basketball for nine years, and uh, I've just the last few years I've lost interest in basketball. I still watch it occasionally, and I'm still doing some women's college basketball games. Uh, but uh, I, I this that last night's game was the first game that I've actually sat down and pretty much watched from start to finish. And what a finish in that game last night. Wow. It was incredible. I don't know how many people can remember back in the day when Christian Leitner had the turnaround jumper at the free throw line and then uh, Duke ousted Kentucky with that particular shot. And you see Leitner running down the court, you know, with arms flailing and just, you know, screaming and everything like that. And it was interesting last night when they talked about it, they said that this shot that uh, Suggs made for Gonzaga will go down in history as like a, a retooling of, of yeah. Christian Leitner, you know, because uh, the people are going to remember that shot, and that's right. They really are. doesn't matter what happens in the championship game. That shot will go down in history. Yeah. You know, the Leitner thing, uh, he, he made the shot, give him credit, but I thought Kentucky really screwed up that. Oh, they, they did. They didn't guard the guy inbounding the ball. Right. And so he could kind of take his time, throw it where he wanted to, and he made a good pass, and Leitner finished it off. Uh, but last night, if you're UCLA, there's literally nothing you could have done probably in, at the end of that game. They made the shot that put them, that tied, the game, tied the game yeah. with, what, three seconds left? 3.3. And then with about one second left, is maybe even less than a second, well, is when I the guy the... launched that game winner. What I saw in the replay was uh, 0.8 seconds when he released the ball. Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't matter. Uh, by the way, just so everybody realizes, I am a basketball official as well as being a well, golf That's right, nut. you are, yeah. Okay, hey. so it depends on, you know, when they, the shot goes up. But when it releases from the hand, it doesn't matter if the clock goes to zero zero zero. Once it's released from the hand, that's what they determine as whether or not it's a good or bad shot yeah. as far as time is concerned. So it was .8 seconds if you look at the replay when he released the ball. So when it banked off and went in, that's the game. And kudos to, not that he needs any more praise, but Jim Nance, right. CBS, who called the game. Uh, great call at the end of the game. I, you know, I, I don't know if the, if the average fan remembers or, or is tuned into stuff like that. Being a radio play-by-play guy, I'm, you know, I'm automatically it's part of my part of what I do. Uh, but uh, when the uh, game was tied, the, the layup the, the guy made for UCLA, uh, as we as you said, there was 3.3 seconds, and Nance said Gonzaga's got time to make something happen. He's literally, literally screaming at this point. The, the place has gone nuts. The roof is just about coming off of the building. And then as Suggs launched the shot, he goes, Suggs, for the win! Boink, boink, that's the backboard and in. It was great. Perfect call. Yeah, it really was, and uh, pretty amazing. When, when you see the clock stop at 3.3 seconds, you realize that, you know, that's a very important ingredient in, in college athletics, that, that um, the, the clock stopping, and that allowed uh, Gonzaga to bring the ball in and at least have a chance at yeah. it. Yeah. And they took full advantage of it. And, and, I mean, you look at the coaches and, you know, everything, all the imagery that happened in that particular event was pretty incredible. And you, your heart went out to the UCLA yeah. team. Yes. You, you look yes. at them going, oh, my gosh, they just lost. 
and you know, and the realization that they poured their heart and soul into that game. Um, for me personally, I wanted Gonzaga to win, only because UCLA has had all those championships in the past. Yeah. But it was truly phenomenal, and to see them, I mean, you you really had to feel sorry. No matter who won or lost that game, you felt sorry for the loser. Yeah, it was one of those games where neither team deserved to lose. No, you're right. You know, that's the beauty of sports sometimes and and how things happen, and the the unscripted beauty of sports. You you know, you watch movies and, and, and things like Hoosiers and the Rocky movies, and you go, that stuff could never happen, but it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and we saw it last night. Yeah, yeah you're right. And, you and, and if you think about it, Gonzaga made a basket right at the end of the first half, too. They had a buzzer beater mm-hmm. right at the end of the first half. That's true. It gave them a two-point lead, and then they had the buzzer beater at the end of overtime. That's four huge, ginormous points. In that game last night, but they both came uh, right at the right at the. Uh, they were both buzzer beaters. By the way, UCLA played their third overtime game in the tournament. Yeah, <laughs> they were an 11 seed, yeah. so they shouldn't have even been there. Yeah, you know, yeah. in Colorado, uh, from our home state here, they're in the same uh, division as uh, the Pac-12. The Pac-12, and UCLA, they've beaten them. And then here's UCLA playing in the, in the semifinals. Well, that's, the another, that's another great thing about sports. And, and that's what makes the March Madness, the, the NCAA basketball tournament, the, the event that it is. Because even the lowest-seeded team, when that tournament starts, you've got a shot at a nat- winning a national championship. And you can't say that in, in too many other sports. No, you're right. That's why it's so so exciting to watch it. Yeah. But as I, as I said, a lot of lot of cool stuff going on, and and a lot of stuff in, in golf too. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of that in our next segment. But before we go any further in this segment, I wanted to mention that uh, uh, we've got on the show today. It's an amazing story. I was just going through some things in my golf emails about ten days ago or so, and I ran across this story about a golf course in Columbus, Nebraska, that got flooded, I mean flooded, a couple of years ago. Columbus is north of Lincoln and west, right. west of Omaha. You've, you've lived in Nebraska. Uh, well, I lived in Nebraska in the, in the middle part of Nebraska and around the Grand Island and Hastings yeah, and it's, Kearney it's area. in that area. But it's not really there. I mean, when you, you have to go up and go kind of through Lincoln and, and then straight up, and then it's a little bit west of, of, of uh, Omaha. But I've been there. I went, uh, actually, I was working in radio at the time, and um, we were there for football games and basketball games, going up to Fremont and Columbus and those areas like that. And so I've seen that golf course in Columbus, but I, I saw it when it was a golf course, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. underwater. Yeah. But I, I ran across that story, and there were some photos accompanying the story, and I looked at that. And then I found out that just this week they were starting the final recovery phase and the reconstruction uh, that's going to take probably uh, until late summer or early fall. And then they're going to reopen the course. And I thought, wow, that's a, that's a great story. So I, I Googled the Quail Run Golf Course, Columbus, Nebraska, right. and on the contact page, the name of Doug Dunbar popped up. He's the general manager, the director of golf. There was a phone number. Gave him a call. He answered the phone. 
we got him on the show today to talk about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to that particular segment because I'd like to know how the progress has been going. And uh, it's just it's truly amazing. And the one thing about it, with all that water, that just adds to the Ogallala Aquifer that's completely under the entire state of Nebraska. Yeah. It has more water than any other state in the, in the United States. Well, they had uh, 11 holes covered by 9 feet of water. The golf courses get wow. flooded. It's not it's not a, a rare or uncommon occurrence. And usually you get two or three holes that might get wiped out, and they have to rebuild them. And they get wiped out. Maybe they get a six or eight feet of water going through. But 11 holes, nine feet of water. And there were chunks of ice that broke off. And some of those chunks of ice were as big as automobiles. And they just came through and wiped out trees and stripped the bark off the trees. And when when they fin- when the water finally receded, uh, what did I say? They had uh, uh, a million cubic yards of silt and sand covering the golf course. Wow! They could have given up, but they didn't. No, they they persevered. They went out and they started doing the cleanup. And they they said that uh, people just came out and and started working on it because yeah. uh, you know they didn't want to lose that. So Doug Dunbar uh, will be on from the Quail Run Golf Course, Columbus, Nebraska, in our last, in our second of the last segment of the show, in about 20 minutes or so, and uh, we'll get the we'll get the story straight from him on the recovery, how how it came about, how much it cost, wasn't cheap. Wow, yeah. And uh, the the plan to reopen late summer, early fall. Well, we wish them all the best. That's for sure. And if we ever get out there in that in that part neck of the woods, we got to go and play that course. That would be wonderful. Yeah, I would love to go there and see how they they did with the restoration. That'd be pretty cool. That's coming up later in the hour on Tee to Green. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, and we've got a couple of other interesting stories to tell you about when we return. It's Tee to Green. It's the golf show, and we'll be right back after this. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject at every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Golfers listen because we speak their language. That's what we do every Sunday right here on Tee to Green, the golf show. Along with Jerry Evans, I'm Jay Ritchie. And, hey, the National Golf Foundation keeps track of rounds played in the United States and releases the numbers pretty much on a monthly basis. And despite the pandemic, and we've been talking about this, I don't know how many times we've talked about it on the show over the last year or so, the numbers have been good. But the latest, Jerry, the latest monthly rounds numbers for February are out, and they show something that we haven't seen in a while, a drop in play. Could that be weather-related or that's still involving the pandemic? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more to unpack as we will look back on February, it's it's normally a low volume month, and it accounts for under five percent of the n- annual number of rounds. So it's a number you you know that really doesn't affect the overall picture that much. Uh, and in February, the year to year changes are very weather dependent, according to the National Golf Foundation. And this happened this year uh, uh, above average temperatures were observed in most parts of the country. Uh, the weather this February was less agreeable to golf. Um, and, you know, if you, if you look at what happened in the Plain States and in Texas and here in Colorado, February was a horrible uh, weather month. Uh, northeast regions got dumped on by snow. And so thanks to Mother Nature uh, contributing, the numbers were down in February down by 4.7%, the first notable year-over-year drop since May of 2019. And uh, despite that, Golf Data Tech and the National Golf Foundation says we are continuing to see strong indicators for demand for golf. Well, I'm sure that with the weather, the situation, that had to have a really adverse effect on everything. And So with springtime coming to a lot of areas of the country where you do get snow, you get you know a lot of weather that uh, can affect overall play. 
Uh, I think once the, the sun starts shining and we have longer days and everything like that, we're going to um, obviously get some increase in the rounds that are out there for people to play. Uh, one of the things that that I also want to know is I'd like to be able to track this for the month of March because March had a lot of adverse weather conditions all around the country. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, some of the things they use to track, they've got a, uh, a, a way to track golf balls. What? Yeah, the sale of golf balls. Well, they put a little microchip in it or no, something? Just, just the general sale, I guess. Oh, oh, oh I thought counter. you meant yeah. the flight of the ball no. out on the and course. They say the, the shipments of the game's ultimate consumable golf balls are higher <laughs> than they've been in over seven years. Well, so that's a good sign. Yeah. If you're buying more balls, that means you're playing lots of golf, right? Next thing, uh, they're going to attract dimples, right? <laughs> <laughs> they also have a thing called the itch meter, which asks golfers to characterize their desire to get out and play. And they say the itch meter of golfers is higher right now than it was at any point last spring. I think I have a scratch meter because after I hit my drive, I wonder, I scratch my head and say, how did I do that? Yeah, itch meter, scratch meter. So while February's rounds were down a little bit in the first monthly drop that we've seen in uh, since May of 2019, the National Golf Foundation says we shouldn't be overly concerned or overreact to seasonal single-month fluctuations. All the other demand indicators are still looking pretty healthy. Well, that, that's a good sign, and I really uh, hope that we do have a, an influx of players out there who have been itching to play. Well, you know, something else that was re- reported this week, too, uh, the month of England reopened. Okay. I, I mean, the, the country of England reopened this right, month. Because their, of, their golf courses have been pretty much shut down during the pandemic. You couldn't play golf in England at all, unlike here in the United States. Uh, so golf returned... On March 29th, which was what, uh, the last week, this past week, right? Um, and as golf returned, ShotScope, the GPS tracker, uh, they, they make golf watches, they enjoyed the biggest day ever. They tracked performances at over 75% of the golf courses across England and recorded the largest amount of shots on a single day 4,788 rounds were played, and that beat the previous record in the country by over 2,500. So uh, they, the the itch meter in England was pretty strong. I, I believe so. And, of course, a lot of times in England you have to face all the, the uh, adverse weather with all the rain that happens and whatnot. So that's really a good indicator. And they could even go this far. They, they, they said... They track the scoring average, and the majority of golfers who came out to play were pretty rusty. The average score was almost 22 over par <laughs> compared to about 15 over par a year ago. Uh, 30% of users managed to successfully find the first fairway. They even tracked that. That was down 18%, and 39% suffered from the dreaded First tee, slice to the right. Well, yeah. That's what I was talking about earlier. It's amazing what they can do anymore with GPS and what they could track. Um, let's see. The the driver was the club of the day on the first tee. Uh, 94% of players opted for playing the driver on their first shot 
after getting back to golf after not playing for a while. So in in England, do they traditionally, or is this just true for a lot of golf courses? Do they traditionally just have a par five to open up, or I don't or a know. long par four? I don't, I don't know, but uh, they, they said uh, that ninety four percent used the driver on their first shot. Uh, and let's see, the worst performance came on the green, the biggest dip in performance. Golfers lost 40% more shots due to poor putting. Uh, strokes gained putting stats against a scratch golfer dropped from an average of 3.5 to over 5. There is some hope, though. The average score on the back nine for players who played 18 holes only dropped by four strokes. So they got better as they kind of settled into the round. But, of course, when they're on the green, you know the old saying, you drive for show and putt for dough. Putt for dough. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, a lot of times when you get on the green, depends also on how the greens are fashioned because if you've got, like, undulating greens, uh, I, I have a tough time with that. So golfers in England uh, exploded onto the golf courses this past week. The, most, uh, the biggest day ever on March 29th. 4,788 rounds of golf were played. How come Jay Ritchie and Jerry Evans weren't there? Uh, we, well, yeah, we got to get out. Don't, don't we have an expense budget or something like that for Tee to Green? Uh, I don't know if we got that much of an expense <laughs> budget. But that's pretty cool, and it's just amazing what, what, what they can do now using technology. Not only track how many rounds were played, how many golfers played, but how they played within the round itself, which club they used, and and... It's just it's just crazy how many putts they took, how many if they found the fairway on their first drive. When you mentioned about technology, uh, I, I I just have to take it, take it upon myself, I guess, to to realize that technology is so advanced anymore that you can just about see or do anything, and uh, you, you got a momentary uh, wait, and you can find out what's happening somewhere around the world that happens and it's just a uh, really amazing sometimes when you think about how far technology has brought us and we have room to grow yeah well and, and in some cases uh, it's it's not a good thing. no you're yeah. right yeah but stuff like this i think is, is fun it's very useful to people in the golf industry and it's also helpful for guys who do radio shows like you and i do yeah to give us something to talk about well that's exactly right and uh, so Kudos going out to uh, England for having uh, the, the the wonderful showing uh, as far as all the golfers are concerned. And we hope that uh, that translates also into the United States and, and other courses around the world because you want to see a good showing. You want to see a rebound from the whole pandemic. Uh, you want to see that uh, these golf courses have been able to somehow survive even though they've had all of these distractions and and uh, almost like it's almost like going up against somebody who's an opponent. That's the way it, you can describe how the golf courses have had to face the whole pandemic and, and all the other things that have gone along with, along with it. And you talk about a time of the year when golf is going to be first and foremost in the thoughts of a lot of people around, not only around the country, but around the world. What tournament is coming up next week? Uh, let me see if I can master my head here. and. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, of course the Masters uh, yeah. from Augusta, Georgia. I have my. I'm thinking about. I almost You're thought not about wearing wearing, your hat today. I was going to say I was thinking about wearing that Augusta hat that I have, but uh, I forgot to put it on today. But maybe I can uh, have it on next week. So the Masters starts on Thursday. All the 
pre-master stuff is back this year, like the, the dinner, the champions dinner, uh, the part three uh, tournament, and um, uh, what else? Well, we got to have Jack Nicholas and Gary Player out yeah, there. Yeah, they're hitting the first tee shots. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. Brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409-That's 800-709-4409. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week. I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855 855-715-5721. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. What's in store this week at your local Staples? Everything you need for a totally productive workspace. Staples has amazing prices on the furniture, supplies, and technology you need to upgrade your workspace. And now at Staples, save $60 on Apple AirPods Pro. Go wireless, be more productive, and save on Apple AirPods Pro. Now just $189, our lowest price ever. Shop in store or pick up curbside. Upgrade your workspace and save at Staples. Ends 4321. Limit two in store only. Curbside available in most stores. Show by golfers for golfers. It's Peter Green now on Sirius Channel 217, XM Channel 203, and the Sirius XM app. You can also listen live at sportsbyline.com. And if you've got things like the TuneIn app or Stitcher Radio or iHeartRadio, you can listen that way as well. We're here every Sunday talking golf. Jay Ritchie with Jerry Evans and our next guest who's ready to go and standing by as we talked about earlier in the show. Uh, a little over two years ago, in March of 2019, Nebraska's Loop 
River broke its banks and flooded the area around Columbus, Nebraska. That included the Quail Run Golf Course. Uh, the When the water receded, the extent of the damage was staggering. They had 11 of the 18 holes covered with 9 feet of water. As the flood waters receded further, they began clearing more debris and discovered that their golf course was buried under a million cubic yards of sand and silt. We're joined right now by Doug Dunbar. He's the director of golf and the general manager of Quail Run Golf Course out there in Columbus, Nebraska. And we welcome Doug to the show. Hey, Doug, how you doing? Hey, fine. Thanks a lot. Uh, appreciate you having me on. It's quite a story, really. It really is. You just went through the two-year anniversary of this happened. It happened on March 14th in 2019. Tell us how it happened. Was there a lot of? Was there a storm? Was there a lot well, of rain? We had about uh, uh, two week or two of rain, and then it really got cold around zero, and there, and it stayed zero and and colder for uh, at least a week, two weeks, and it froze the river and created an ice jam, and then. As it warmed up, it started raining, but it rained so long and so hard, the ice jam was still in place, and it kind of dammed up the uh, Loop River, which backed all the water up. So water, we like you said, we had 9, 10 feet of water back there, and uh, it got cold again. It's kind of the perfect storm of weather. It uh, got yeah. really, really cold again for a period of time, and... We had that all that water froze up, and we had ten or eleven feet of ice covering. Uh, well, it's uh, five hundred yards long and five hundred yards wide, so you can just imagine. Uh, then, when it all broke up, it started sliding down and took the bark off all, took the uh, half the bark off all the trees, and that's about. Oh, well, it was over a thousand trees. And once it receded, like you say, it was a, it was a mess. Was there any damage to any buildings? Uh, no buildings on that side. We have a, uh, dike that separates, uh, those 11 holes from the other seven holes. And the water ran up to within a foot of the top of the dike, uh, it was uh, it was quite uh, quite the sight, I'll say that. So the whole river was actually uh, frozen as well. The whole river was frozen. That was the issue. the 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 river was frozen uh, just downriver from here, and it created an ice jam. And so when things started uh, thawing out, the ice jam created a dam. And all the water coming down the Loop River, instead of going down the river, hits the ice jam, and like I say, it creates a dam, and it just backed up all, all up the river, all the way up. It, it appears up. by your description here that it almost seemed like an ice shelf that you see in Antarctica that breaks off. Is that kind of how it went as That's well? Exactly what I, I uh, described it as. Uh, uh, it, it looks like a glacier. If you saw the pictures, it looks like a glacier. You'd say, "What? What's that?" You know, uh, there's a golf course under there somewhere. 
<laughs> but it really did. It looked like a glacier, and I swear I've never seen anything like it, and I don't imagine I'll see anything like it again. Uh, but we're still uh, uh, we're still kind of digging out. Yeah, when you open. go ahead. This occurred in just how much how much time from from when the flooding started to when you guys were able to get out there and just look at all the damage. Flooding started about the end of March in 2019, and the ice didn't melt until mm, first first ten days in June. So, so, so it the, was. So you really couldn't do anything until the ice melted, huh? Couldn't do anything until the ice melted. And then once the ice completely melted, where you could get back there and see what was going on, uh, that's when you see all the sand. And, uh, all the all the dead animals and I mean wow. it was just it, we have push up grains back there so the push up grains they're all they're all pushed up from the the uh, average level of the ground about twelve feet so I don't know if that was done purposely years ago or if it just happens to be accidental but the the it, everything was destroyed back there except for the grains. So you all the greens are intact and uh, uh, are, are going to be playable. It's just a matter of, you know, you can't get to them. You mentioned the fact that the uh, ice tore the bark off of the trees. Was there any problems with, uh, uh, I guess, mud or anything else like that? Uh, not so much mud as it was it was sand. And, uh, you, you know, we worked, uh, we worked all spring the rest of the year in 2019 and last year cleaning it up uh we cleaned it up with local help and i mean it was quite a quite a task it's a it's a municipal golf course so it is uh uh operated by the city of columbus so you know we were fortunate enough to have some city employees be able to help and uh you know, get all, everything cleaned up. So they're just now, uh, as a matter of fact, they started April 1st, uh, getting equipment back there and starting to, uh, clean things up, level it up, seed, help have it seeded by, uh, uh, end of July and then let it grow in and open up this time next year. Yeah. Well, it's been Doug a, Dunbar, been a long time. the general, general manager, director of golf, Columbus, Nebraska, the Quail Run Golf Course was inundated, flooding, uh, water, ice, you name it, uh, in March of 2019, and they're just now coming out of that. Um, Doug, what did you guys, what happened to all the debris and all the silt and all the sand? What did you guys end up doing with all that? Well, like I said, it's a, uh, it's a city property, and the golf course is built uh, alongside the river and then back in toward town. But on the one side uh, of the golf course, not on the golf course itself, but between the golf course and, say, the water department, there's a big area that's city-owned. It's not used for anything because it's on the river side of the dike. So all the sand was hauled up there, and, of course, it looks like uh, a, a desert sand out there. It's, uh, it, takes up, uh, it takes up a whole lot, a whole property of uh, about six foot of sand all, all over it. They've hauled it off and dumped it out. And, uh, the trees and everything have been uh, hauled over there. So it's not a it's not a long haul. It's just a lot of hauls, you know. Yeah. 
Now, you did get some help from uh, FEMA, from what we understand. What about the, the cost? How much does this cost your facility in the city of Columbus uh, to try and effect all these repairs? Uh, well, out of pocket, uh, the city is is going to be responsible for 25%, which is going to be uh, uh, just short of a half million dollars. The total damage is right at $2 million, and FEMA uh, has a program for for municipalities that uh, uh, I think Colorado had a uh, a place out there in Colorado had a a similar situation several years ago because I know that they uh, kind of mirrored that uh, agreement with them. Uh, FEMA takes care of 75% of the expenses to get the golf course back to its original condition. Yeah, we had flooding. I'm sorry? We had flooding. I think it was common ground in Denver. Right. Of course. That's yeah. it. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Uh, so you know, when you got FEMA involved, you know, of course, there's when you get the government involved, there's a lot of you know a lot of red tape, which is expected. Sure. But it's about the same time the COVID hit. So with the COVID and uh, uh, we're dealing with the government. It just drug out and drug out, and they uh, they changed directors two or three times. And at any rate, long story short, is uh, finally got it all approved, uh, got everything signed off. The cost is going to be short of two million, and they'll take care of uh, they being the government will take care of three quarters. City is responsible for a quarter. Doug, was there any thought at all about just pulling the plug, shutting it down, and saying uh, time to move on? Uh, well, you can just imagine. Sure, there, sure there was. Uh, we've got uh, 27 holes. We have nine on the other side of town, and this one. And uh, I mean, we really we'll we'll do with the two of them. We'll do thirty thirty five thousand rounds a year uh, in about an eight month span, and that's quite a bit. And to just shut her down, uh, I don't. Uh, you know, there was talk about it. It came up at the meetings, but. Uh, uh, it, it really didn't go anywhere. It's, it's really not feasible when you have that many players. And the whole point of the golf courses uh, is to provide that activity for your community. And so right. uh, they're not so much. Uh, the city is not so much in it to make money. They don't, of course, wouldn't want don't want to lose much money, but they're in it to uh, to provide that uh, for the for the community. Had you had any thoughts about just relocating to another part of town? Well, that's really not feasible for them. That they would have to rebuild the whole thing. FEMA wouldn't be involved, and they would have to be out of pocket the entire cost, and uh, right. that wouldn't be feasible. But we have a, we had seven holes on this side of the dike, uh, on the dry side, and on this side we also have a, a couple big putting greens and a uh, nursery green that are spread out a little bit, and we were able to work the nursery green and one of the putting greens uh, into a couple holes. So we do have nine holes, uh, and it's not like, you know, it's not busy. I mean, yesterday we had 160 rounds on nine holes. That's, that's I mean, that's a lot. We were awfully, uh, it stays awfully busy. Yeah. I mean, so to shut it down, to shut it down would have been, uh, when, when shutting down, was the last option, and there was another option, which was what we ended up doing. Uh, you know, it keeps everybody happy, keeps revenue coming in, and keeps golfers yeah. busy, and everybody's happy. 
that we're, we're running short of time here. Um, what's left to be done? Uh, the leveling off of the, the property, seeding, and uh, letting her grow. I mean, the, the, the plumbing work and all of the irrigation work and all that sort of thing was done last year. FEMA divided the project into seven parts, and uh, all the parts were done except the last one, which is the leveling of the ground and uh, reseeding and rebuilding the bunkers and letting it grow in. Yeah. You guys do anything to kind of ensure that this won't happen again? Well, there's not much we can do. Uh, you know, it has flooded. I've been here 16 years, and it has it has flooded several times. The golf course hasn't flooded, but we've had yeah. floods in the area. It's the first time we've ever had to jam uh, the river jam up with ice. I'll tell you what, that was, we'll, we'll make you a deal. When you get ready to open in late summer, early fall, give us a call, and we'll bring you back, and you can tell the story, a, a good story about your reopening. How's that work? Hey, I'll be glad to do it. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. Thank you, Doug. And if we ever get in the in the neighborhood, we'd love to come and play play the golf course as well. That's right. That's Doug Dunbar, the general manager, director of golf, Quail Run, Columbus, Nebraska. What a story. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More of Tee to Green on the other side after this. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. 
Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Continues. Let's look at what is happening as far as the golf that's being played this week. We've got yes. a couple of tournaments. The the biggie is the first major of the year, either male or female. The ANA Inspiration 50th edition, going out there in the desert, Rancho Mirage, California, Mission Hills Country Club. It's a great, it's really a great opening uh, for the women's tour, and uh, I tell you what. Uh, a lot of exciting action, and it's interesting to see how the and, and uh, the course is playing tough. It's yeah. not like these scores are just uh, really, you know, uh, they're knocking their socks off or anything like that. Um, although the the leader is kind of running away with it. I think, as far as tradition and the golf course and the quality, the caliber of players who played there and won, it's kind of the female equivalent of the Masters. Right, and right. they've got you know. Masters has the green jacket. A and A has Poppy Spawn. So they they've got some other things that go with with uh, with it besides just great golf. And you're right, it was shaping up to be a really good weekend. But a young lady by the name of Patty Tavatanikit shot a 67 yesterday. She's got a, a five shot lead, 14 under par, heading into the last round today. The defending champ, Miriam Lee is at 9-under, 5-back. Allie McDonald, Shansan Fung at 8-under. NB Park at 7-under. I don't know if anybody's going to catch Patty if she keeps playing like that. Well, she'd really have to fall down severely. Valero, Texas Open, TPC San Antonio. Jordan Spieth. Hey, when's the last time we talked about him with the lead going into the last round? Well, I don't think we... Ago. Yeah, we haven't... Yeah. <laughs> That's that's Jordan for you. I mean, he's he's back. Yeah, can he finish? That's the big question. Yep. He's tied with Matt Wallace. They've got a two-shot lead over Charlie Hoffman and a four-shot lead over Cameron Tringelli. Good tune-up for the Masters. We'll see what happens. Don't miss our special Masters edition of Tee to Green next Sunday, and we'll have that for you. Thanks to Doug Dunbar for telling us the story of Quail Run today on Tee to Green. Hope you enjoyed it. That's our show. Till next time. Hit them long, hit them straight.